Yeah. Hey, that, we got on. We are live. That happened more quickly than I anticipated. Hey, folks, thanks for tuning into the BAMF podcast. Here is my obligatory musical intro. Just wish you could all see Ross and Jacob dancing with that music. That little <laughs> musical intro assures you, gentle reader, gentle listener, gentle viewer, that this is a high quality highest production value podcast uh, ethically sourced farm to table geeky conversation for your uh, listening pleasure and with us today we have mr bill keys how are you doing sir i'm doing great thank you thanks for having me hey appreciate you being here i should probably mention that uh in your absence ross was singing the praises of the game room of yours that we see behind you yeah this is this is where we game you said you have a legendary and, and had it built special Really? Yeah, yeah. I had it built specially just for our game. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It was nice. Originally just a concrete basement, and we put in the the walls and the flooring and the tables and everything. Absolutely oh, sweet. Yeah. Nice, nice. And um, down here in the corner, we have Mr. Ross Watt uh, Watson. Uh, I, Ross names? Watson. Ross Watson. Sorry, it's it's the rum. Um, <laughs> RPG writer, designer. Um, he also sings an excellent baritone in a barbershop quartet. But we can talk about that later. Uh, Ross, good to have you. And last but not least, uh, Jacob Blackman, who actually is an artist who has some work uh, in the book we'll be talking about tonight. So, Jacob, thanks for joining us. It's a tiny bit of art, but hopefully if they do well on a Kickstarter, they can afford my prices. Sweet. Yeah. Um, so, Bill, uh, tell the listeners at home a little bit about yourself and your company and uh, this project we have uh, coming up. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Happy to. Um, I am Bill Keys. I've been a gamer since uh, the first AD&D hardbacks came out, you know, back in 80 or 81. And uh, um, played D&D. I played, uh, I picked up Champion shortly thereafter, and I've always been a superhero gamer. Um, I got my start in the gaming industry in about 2008, working with uh, Hero Games, the creators of Champions. Um, doing some of the layout and art direction for some of their books. Um, and since then, I've written a lot of my own stuff. I've written a, uh, a Savage Worlds uh, steampunk book called The Widening Gyre. Um, I've got my own sort of short line of, uh, or, or my own line of short uh, supplements for, uh, that are generic that could be used for just about any game called uh, Cities of Wonder that describe... Uh, each one of them describes a single city or a town or caravanserai or something along those lines, something where people live and work. Um, and it's completely system neutral. So if you play D&D, Pathfinder, whatever you play, you can you can use these. And uh, most recently, I published um, Nocturne by Night. Uh, or, sorry, uh, I published uh, Welcome to Nocturne, Blood and Justice, Welcome to Nocturne, which is a Iron Age superhero book kind of uh, a love letter to the comic books of the 90s where everybody had pouches and uh, gritted teeth and big guns and knives um, because I have a whole lot of love for that sort of that au revoir. Yes, even when they had superpowers that were <laughs> yeah. much more powerful than guns and knives, everyone for some reason still carried guns and knives. Mm-hmm. You know, I've known Bill for over 10 years now, and I've, uh, I've actually played in the Blood and Justice setting uh, quite a few times. It's really cool. And I should tell you guys, um, I'm not just Bill's friend. I'm also a big fan because he's a hell of a world builder. 
Uh, Whiting Gyre is amazing. Uh, Nocturne's amazing. Um, he, he makes some really fantastic setting material. Um, hell of a creative guy. And I'm, I'm just excited to see what, uh, what he's coming up with in this Kickstarter. Yeah, I've actually heard some very good things. Um, I run a small awards uh, focused, fan awards focused on superhero RPGs. And I've heard a lot of good buzz about this book right here. We were doing our, our catch-up session to get all the products that we missed during COVID years. We've been doing the Bamfazis for like a decade now. And uh, a lot of good buzz about this book right here, Bill. So that is a cool cover too. Great. Thank you. So um, latest book uh, coming out on Kickstarter. Actually, it looks like a couple weeks ago. Um, Blood and Justice Nocturne by Night. Let me get the Kickstarter up again. Mm -hmm. And for anyone listening to this on iTunes, um, you can get it. Quickly and easily, tinyurl.com slash bloodandjustice. We'll take you right to the Kickstarter page, and I will share that. Uh, and I believe uh, this is a villain supplement, right? That's right. This is a, a big book of villains, um, uh, and it's it was specifically designed for to be used with Blood and Justice, but you could use it for just about any kind of superhero game uh, using Prowlers and Paragons. Um, the villains are... Um, I think they range in power from uh, uh, anything from actual gods to um, just sort of normal people with a few special skills and, and possibly carrying guns and knives. Um, so you could use it for just about any kind of superhero setting that, that, that interests you at all. Um, but uh, yeah, it's been a labor of love for me. It's got 60, I want to say 63 villains in it. Um, and uh, each one of them is unique. Each one of them comes with their own story, uh, story tags, uh, story ideas, at least three or four each. Um, they come with their own background, uh, history, their personality, um, and some details about how to use them in a fight, um, sort of tactical details, the, the, the kind of way that they behave in a fight. Cool. Uh, that sounds really great. Um, and Jacob's doing art in the book. And Jacob's doing some of the art, yeah. See, you don't mind if I share your pieces, do you, Jacob? Oh, no, go ahead. Okay, let me go ahead and pull those up. Uh, this guy, well, you know what? I was going to make a joke, but it might be interesting if I showed him and then let you tell us about him. Man, if only we could you know, harness the collective power of our four foreheads. We would <laughs> power we, whole city blocks. Just to right. have very mighty domes <laughs> well, we could create a forehead um singularity that's right look at this so, guy he's cool he is he is he looks a little cool. yeah he's, See, he's, this character was was introduced to me as mr crab yes mr crab uh he is actually part of a, a partnership mr crab and mr stab they are both <laughs> they are both immortals um, who basically hire themselves out as uh, hired killers. Uh, they cannot die or if they if you do happen to kill them, they'll just be back in with within a few minutes. Um, and uh, they like to get close and personal with their victims. Um, they are always extremely polite. Um, they sort of uh, talk to themselves in this sort of faux British accent, uh, talk to each other when they're when they're on the job. Um, and I think it's kind of horrifying the the sort of, you know, their, uh, their, their quote is something along the lines of, oh, why? Why is this fellow crying, Mr. Stab? Oh, I think it's because you're choking him to death, Mr. Crab. So 
<laughs> you know, yeah, if I was <laughs> if, if I was a, uh, a vigilante of the night, not unlike Batman, I, I think I would just love the idea of an immortal bad guy. It'd be like a rage room. I could just take out all of my aggression <laughs> on this guy and be like, you know what? I'm good. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm I feel much more relaxed now. <laughs> a gentleman's thug, indeed, Lamy Dragon. A gentleman's indeed. thug. The, they, this the way you described them reminds me of the bad guys from Neil Gaiman's uh, Neverwhere. That bit. was uh, my inspiration, actually. Yes, that is okay. just what I was thinking. A lot of, a lot of, yeah, a lot of the bad guys. Um, a lot of them are inspired by, you know, existing bad guys that you may know and love um, from the big comics or from uh, books or movies. Um, a lot of them are unique, I think, but uh, some of them are um, uh, people that you already kind of have an idea of who this is, who this guy is. Homages, you might say. Homages. Yes, exactly. I like that this guy has two primary daggers and then four backup auxiliary daggers in case for any reason the primary daggers cannot fulfill the purpose. It's always good to have a fallback system. So, <laughs> I'm guessing, uh, given the uh, the plethora of bladed instruments he is carrying, uh, this would be Mr. Stab. This would be Mr. Stab. This is the final form of the Blue Raja. When he does, in fact, become, <laughs> he, he does in fact become knifey boy. He does become he's knifey boy. Man. Yes. <laughs> no. Yes. When he's, he's run out, when he's run out of all the all his forks and spoons, knives are all he has left. Yeah. I tried to resolve, notice that he's dressed as, as a gentleman, but in <laughs> yes, he's he's dressed like a gentleman, Mister Stab here. But uh, it looks like his clothes are about forty or fifty years out of date. Mm -hmm. um, because as an immortal, he doesn't really keep up with the local fashions, the current fashions. <laughs> um, and you know, as it's his job to, uh, to murder people. So that's, that, that's kind of where he is. Is that like an actual weakness? Uh, could, could I like confuse the hell out of him by trying to tell him about TikTok trends? You, <laughs> you could try, you could absolutely try. <laughs> and they might be curious for a while because they're extremely patient. That's a good quality in a hard killer, or, or so I'm, I'm told. Um, mm -hmm. Well, cool. Uh, do we have any other uh, characters we can talk about? Any other art we could look at, perhaps? Uh, sure. That's the only art I've done so far. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm sure they'll hire me for more later. Well, Jacob did. Um, the well, power let me of I Kickstarter. Can, let me see if I can share this. Share screen. Okay, let me. Um, let me see if you let me share this. I don't have the option to share it yet, but I'm uh, waiting with anticipation. Bated breath. <laughs> did, you, did you hit share? Let's see if this works. Oh. It's good radio right now. Looking the locks. Yeah, no, yeah, no. <laughs> uh, maybe I can't share it. It says I have to restart. Well, I can send you oh, some well. stuff, maybe. Okay, um, but cool. Jacob Jacob has done a couple actually a, a couple other he did uh, the Duke the Duke of uh, Nocturne oh, a vampire right. prince I did, I did the oldest a while living. ago I, 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 okay quite a while ago yes quite a little while ago yes I, I like I liked that piece that was a that was a good piece yeah he was he's uh, he, uh, he's actually one of my favorite villains actually he's uh, he's um, the uh, as I said, he's the vampire prince of the city. He's one of the oldest beings who lives in the city. And uh, he's um, 
also sort of like Mr. Crab and Mr. Stab, he's very polite. He's uh, more than happy to share information with the heroes as long as they're willing to exchange something with him. And we have uh, some audience questions. Um, if it comes up, there are a lot of great systems out there. I understand there's at least one or two. Yes. Um, I think PMP is an excellent one. What do you consider the selling points <laughs> of the system? Are there places we can catch actual play games of Nocturne? Well, I've played a lot of PMP. I can tell you um, that, uh, it flows very quickly. You, It's very flexible. And you can throw around big handfuls of dice, which is just so goddamn satisfying. Yes, it is. It's absolutely satisfying. Yeah, that, that was one of the things I loved about Champions was getting to roll the huge batches of dice, whereas the downside of the Champions was it was on the hero system, which takes hours and hours and hours to play for <laughs> any combat. Well, PNP is much faster. PNP flows very, very quickly, and you can get in a cool back and forth with you and the Game Master about like what, what's happening on an individual page because it's it's kind of structured like a comic book mm -hmm. uh mm -hmm. i i enjoy it highly so oh there he is look at that guy he's got cool red eyes yeah i i loved i loved drawing this yep. piece this was a great piece i am a big fan of lavar lavar burton so i'm fond of this artwork <laughs> yeah so uh yeah his uh he is the uh, oldest vampire in the city and he controls his city with an iron hand um but he's not all bad you know just because he's a blood sucker doesn't mean he doesn't love his city so he uh he's more than happy to help the heroes should the situation come up where he's needed cool cool um so uh, carlos was asking about are there any places they can see actual play games or participate in actual play games of nocturne as that's something that um, we can we have yeah we have a uh, discord um if I can find the link, which I cannot at the moment, but we do have oh, we can put uh, that in, in the a show Discord notes. that, yeah, okay, that might be the best way to do it because I'm having trouble finding it right now. Um, but we have uh, people looking for games and people looking to run games there. Um, so, um, yeah. Um, let's see, Mike Serbrook, who's one of the, my partners at uh, Mobius, uh, mm -hmm. one of the other creatives. Uh, he also runs a game, I think, on a weekly or maybe a biweekly basis online, and he is more than happy to let people sit in and watch and listen. And um, if you're ever in the Colorado area, we, we are probably play... before the end of the. <laughs> yes. If you're ever in the Colorado area, yeah. PNP has played at almost yes, every we play local it at gaming uh... time. Yeah. Go ahead, Bill. Yeah. Sorry. We run it there for sure. No, thank you, Ross. Um, we also. Uh, we'll probably be running one more game. Oh, thank you, Carlos, for putting that up there. Um, we will also be running at least one more game for the uh, before the end of the Kickstarter. So we'll, uh, if you kind of keep an eye on our pages, then we'll uh, we'll put those up for you in plenty of time for you to watch them. Cousin, the questions asking, uh, what are your favorite cons? Are you all going to be attending any? What is your favorite con that takes place in a hotel? In <laughs> well, Chupacabra con, of course. <laughs> well, yeah, there is there is a hotel, uh, a con that takes place in a hotel in Round Rock, Texas. Chupacabra con, we went last year. That was my first Ooh. time going. And and uh, Ross had highly recommended going to this con. He said it was so great. And so we decided to take a chance, and we went to it. And it was a lot of fun. A lot, a lot of fun. 
I need to apologize to Limey Dragon. I am sorry, sir. I overlooked your question that came out uh, a few minutes ago, but here it is. Uh, Limey Dragon asks, what's the average power level going to be in the book for the villains? Um, the, uh, the, the villains range in power from uh, godlike <laughs> or actual gods to um, just like a normal guy with guns. Um, so it, it goes up and down the spectrum. Um, on average, they, any of the villains here should give a uh, team of heroes who are built on 100 points and uh, 10 dice of effect. Um, it should give each one of them. Some of them are tougher, obviously. Um, uh, in playtesting, uh, one of the villains whose name is uh, Huracan, who is the actual god of the, of the storm, um, the players decided that there was no way that they could actually fight this guy, so they just they they spent the the entire session just talking him down from destroying the city. Um, so yeah, the, it ranges uh, the 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 power levels range from top to bottom. You know, diplomacy is a valid tactic with an actual god. When you're fighting an actual god, yes. <laughs> I remember that uh, that one of the first graphic novels Marvel did was it called Day of the Colossus. Well, there was that uh, giant Egyptian-themed uh, villain rampaging through New York. And Spider-Man just said, well, I can't fight this guy, um, so I'm going to go investigate his tech and see what I can figure out there. And he went back <laughs> with teleporter system. So sometimes you got to get at the problem um, yeah. in a non-linear manner. So who is this dapper fellow we're looking at here? Uh, this is... Uh, his name is Crypt. He is a sort of an undead um, zombie lord, uh, necromancer. He raises uh, the dead. But his shtick is that uh, he loves singing and dancing and having a party. Um, he He's is, a thriller video. He is like the thriller video. <laughs> although <laughs> although I, I will say I did not think of that until after I created him. <laughs> everybody's, like, everybody's like, it's Michael Jackson. Um but uh, yeah, he's he kind of has a tragic backstory. But his whole deal is that um, living, being alive, is so hard. You have to work. You know, there's you have heartbreak and trouble, and and you know there could be disasters. Being dead is so much easier and so much more fun. And so he just wants to share the gift of death with everybody, so that everybody can just get up out of the grave and dance and sing and have a party with him. So he's like the mask if the mask was a necromancer. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, maybe so. <laughs> so Carlos says, uh, for me, I was introduced to the PMP system at Chupacabacan this past year in a game that I do believe in part featured that Vampire Lord. Very fun as the character is coming to this book. Yes, yes, Carlos, that was uh, the Duke. Um, you did meet him, and uh, um, you didn't fight him, but uh, they made a bargain with him. Do they owe him through Tree Fitty now? You know, uh, if, you're, if you're ever at a convention with Bill Keys, uh, offer to buy him a beer and ask him about his stories about vampires in his con games, because he has a bunch of them. Cool, cool. So, um, uh, Bill, you just shared with me uh, this image on Facebook. Uh, who is this young lady with the stylish boots? Mm -hmm. Oh, nice boots. Really nice um, boots. Yes, her name is, yes, great boots, right? Uh, her name is Curse. Um, she is a magical thief, and when I say magical thief, I mean she steals magic. She she looks for people who have 
magical talents that she doesn't have or that she hasn't seen before, and she steals your ability to use magic. Um, so, yes, she's uh, she she is covered with bling, as you can see from the picture. She has all sorts of magical devices, uh, magic cloak, magic boots, magic amulets, um, to help her um, in her uh, in her quest to steal all of the unique magical talents of the world. So what you're saying is, I need to create a hero who only uses the baseline spells, just like magic hand and telekinesis, exorcism, <laughs> fireball, uh, and, and just all, all the barcode spells, and you'll never have to worry about facing her. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, if, if you don't have any kind of unique, or if you don't have magical power at all, she doesn't care. She doesn't want to bother ah. you. You know, someone once explained to me that you could be the most powerful mage in any kingdom if you just use the create water spell very creatively. That's true. You know, she reminds me of uh, like a villainous version of uh, Sheila from the D&D cartoon. <laughs> oh, kind of, yeah, with the purple yeah. cloak. Yeah. Bootlegger. Yes. Bootlegger. <laughs> Bootlegger. Let's see if I can expand that picture, but tell us about this guy. Uh, bootlegger is a pirate he is uh he's a um uh he was a super soldier program that the uh, u.s military was trying to create super soldiers uh actually the u.s navy in this case was trying to create a super soldier and uh they set him up with all kinds of cybernetics um to make him stronger faster uh he can breathe underwater um and he decided basically that he was sick to death of taking orders especially you know things that would they would send him off and um, to get shot at or his friends would get killed. So he was tired of that and he uh, decided that he'd set off on his own. So he became a pirate. And now he patrols the waters of the of the Gulf of Mexico, um, stealing whatever he wants. Yeah, like a real pirate, not like he's downloading a, vi a, a video. No, no, he's an actual sh like a ship to ship pirate. <laughs> you know, Russ, I have been told by the authority that it's exactly the same as stealing a car. <laughs> a video, just you know, you wouldn't like download it. a car, <laughs> would you? Yes, you would. You know what? If I had the option of downloading a car, I might. <laughs> I'm not saying Vitriol. I would. I'm not saying I would, but I'm saying I might. This is some great here. I like this. Yeah, this, this uh, uh, fellow named I, David Jackson probably did the uh, art. Who is the art? Who is the art? Sorry, uh, I spoke um, over you. He, oh, sorry. His name is David Jackson. Uh, excellent artist. And uh, Vitriol is a serial killer, an assassin. Well, not not an assassin, actually. He's a serial killer. He he kills for the fun of it, for the pleasure. Um, his entire body secretes acid constantly. So his clothes are sort of always on the verge of melting off of his body. Um, but he will uh, sneak up on people and grab them and let the, the acid burn them to death. And he's just kind of a psychopath that way. Um, some of the villains in the book are, uh, you know, they 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 might have a, a really good reason for doing what they do. Like Bootlegger, you could say, well, uh, Bootlegger is uh, he's he's rebelling against the 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 military that was trying to use him as a weapon to trying to trying to um, use him to kill people, and he didn't want to do that anymore. So you're like, okay, well, maybe maybe that's an understandable motive. Vitriol, on the other hand he has no motive really he's he's just a psycho killer he just wants to see the world burn 
And uh, I have another question from uh, Limey Dragon asking, will there be more location maps? Uh, there are no location maps in this book, but I am definitely planning on putting out more supplements for Blood and Justice, um, such as uh, I, I've put out several already. We've put out um, The Sultan's Treasure. We've put out uh, Boudreaux's Old Cabin, um, uh, Merciless Hospital, and Princess's Pizza Party. Um, and so those are all uh, great locations around Nocturne, but some of them could be used anywhere. Okay, cool, cool. Looks like you sent me some new art. Let me uh, get that up. Um, oh, okay, that is a nice looking piece. Uh, let me share it. So tell us about this lady. This is Fire Fist. She was another uh, super soldier, uh, but her process kind of went wrong. They, they, they managed to get her that, so that she can ignite on fire. She's sort of like the human torch, except she can't turn it off. So she is constantly burning. She can't touch anything. She can't wear clothes. And she's looking for a cure for her condition. This um, is not a. But in the meantime, she's more than. Is it? <laughs> yeah, she's kind of naked. Does she still need to eat? Uh, she does not. She is basically a giant living fireball. Okay. So she doesn't have to eat. Now, if she is exposed to a, an environment where there's no oxygen, um, sh that will put her out, but only temporarily. As soon as she, as soon as she's in an atmosphere that can burn again, then she lights right back up. So she is constantly looking for a cure for her condition. But in the meantime, she is more <laughs> hot, Mama. Yes, she is more than happy to uh, um, kill anybody who stands in her way of getting her getting her condition cured, especially those scientists who created her. She's killed a number of them because she's kind of pissed at what they did to her. Has she tried OnlyFans? <laughs> What's wrong with you, sir? What's wrong with you? You can sometimes you? find her uh, luxuriating in a... You can sometimes find her luxuriating in a swimming pool uh, <laughs> because um, uh, soaking in water will also extinguish her for a brief period of time. She could be the hottest of the hot uh, hot tub girls yeah, on on Twitch. Just saying. Wow, it's Ross. not it's not an unheard of idea. When I <laughs> when I when I ran a Marvel game, I had one of my players playing Rogue, and to get through her issues, Rogue was a cam girl. <laughs> nice. <I know. laughs> So many oh, jokes I could make, but I'm just going to change the subject. Hey, let's look at Day and Dre. Tell us about these characters, uh, please, sir. Okay, yeah, Day and Dre are uh, twin sisters. Um, they are called the Dark Fae. They are from another universe, another dimension, um, and they are a couple of tricksters. They uh, like to come to this world and play pranks on people, especially on people who are super-powered, because those are the types of people who are the most fun. Um, in a lot of ways, they're kind of like uh, Superman and Mr. Mitzpitlick. Mitzelplick. Yeah, Mitzelplick, I don't know how to pronounce his name. Nobody does, Mixes I guess. Mitzelplick. Mix, yes, spitlick. When, uh, when Gilbert Gottfried uh, showed up in, <laughs> in the Superman uh, animated series, he broke it down, So and he that's where I it. learned to say it. 
Okay, so mix spit, mix use spitlick. Mix use. Jacob could just take my geek card. Well, that's what they tear it up and light it in front of me because I yeah. Salute. Yeah, that's what they they Andrea are. They they are elemental spirits, uh, fairies, extremely powerful um, and extremely mischievous. Not really evil, but they don't really understand that humans are fragile. So they might, um, you know, drop a car on somebody just because they think it's fun, not realizing that it will actually hurt or kill them. Somebody needs to get them into a D&D game so they can learn how to play it constructively. <laughs> so, <laughs> so they're unseely, Faye, is what you're saying. Mm -hmm. I can see them just fine. Uh, Ross. <laughs> Are you sure you don't have any kids Ross. out there somewhere else? Because you were just dropping the dad jokes. Like, uh, yeah, like, for real. <laughs> wow. So, uh, this is some nice art. Is that, who, who is the artist on this one? Uh, are you looking at uh, Ladanya? The I, I believe so. You just, you just messaged it to me. Yeah, Queen of yes, yes, the uh, skull-faced Queen of the Dead. She is uh, she is a reincarnation of the ancient Aztec goddess of death, and she has come to Nocturne to uh, reestablish her worship. Um, and uh, so she heads up a a death cult, and uh, her servants. Sometimes she blesses them with uh, with gifts making them hard to kill or even unkillable um, and she is one of those characters who is an actual god so uh, one of those uh, characters that you probably unless you extremely powerful you probably don't want to get into a knockdown drag out fight with her because she is uh, extraordinarily powerful um, as the goddess of death you know you think she would be definitely yeah it's and, um... uh, it's hard to fight death, right? <laughs> yeah, she's uh, she's also very patient, though. She's like, uh, you know, um, I don't need to kill you right now because eventually everybody comes to me. Um, so, except maybe Mr. Crab and Mr. Stab. <laughs> Perhaps Ooh, they she should really want to go after those guys then. Sublot. She, she might, yeah. Hunt the, the, the god of death that hunts down immortals because they Dane to evade her. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Look at Jacob and uh, Ross writing your book. That's kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, like I said, each each one of these villains comes with at least three or four um, plot hooks built into them. So you can run them. You can run them straight up just like, um, you know, Day and Dre. You could just, you know, they appear and they start causing trouble. Uh, and you have to stop them. But then there's uh, a bunch of different plot hooks that kind of will help you dig deeper, a little bit deeper into the characters. Okay. And uh, looking at a guy called Patch right now. Um, mm -hmm. Tell us a little bit about him. Patch is sort of a Frankenstein's monster type character. He is, well, they, I should say, because they refer to themselves in the plural because they are made of multiple different people. Um they only want peace. They only want to be left alone. And, uh, but they have a raging temper. So it doesn't matter if like a, a group of soldiers with guns show up or just a lost hiker happens to stumble on him. Um, he is liable to go into a blind rage and just lash out at everything. Uh, and one of the cool things about him is that uh, all of his limbs are, um, if, if he gets 
damaged in any way, he can replace any of his limbs. He can just take the limb off of an, another dead body and and uh, give himself a new arm, a new leg, a new ear, a new eye, whatever he needs. Does Patch have a special ability where if he steals the body part of a superhero, he gets their superpowers? That is one of the potential subplots or one of the potential plot hooks that is built into him. Is If if uh, he steals the, the, the limbs of a superhero, then maybe he gets their powers. Okay. But yeah. That's wicked cool. Yeah. That, that is pretty cool. Well, uh, once again, we've got about 14 days left. Um, make sure I get that number. Nope, 14 days left. Um, 91 backers so far. You're off to a good start. Um, tinyurl.com slash bloodandjustice takes you directly to the Kickstarter page. Um, awesome. Please support Bill. This looks like a heck of a fun book. We have played Prowlers and Paragons on this very podcast, and it was just a big, jiggly amount of fun. Oh, yeah. I would encourage you to check it out. There's a, if I'm not mistaken, a free quick start you can find on drive through, and it's it's a good time. Um, you'll, 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 you'll feel good. It's good for your soul. That's what I'm saying. It's, uh, I'm not saying it's going <laughs> to cure cancer. I'm not not saying it'll cure cancer. Anyway, um, you should check it out. <laughs> uh, you should definitely back Bill's uh, Kickstarter. Uh, any closing thoughts, guys, before we wrap this up? I was just going to say that the villains uh, actually kind of flesh out I, the world nope. of Nocturne a little bit, which is really cool. If you if you if you've got the book for Nocturne by uh, Nocturne, not uh, Welcome to Nocturne, then the villains Welcome help to Nocturne. Flesh that out. Yeah. Uh, Bill, any closing thoughts? Yeah, um, you know I spent uh, many many years uh, creating Nocturne. Uh, I've ran multiple games in this world and uh different heroes fighting different villains uh so this is really a a long-term labor of love for me and i'm just excited to for people to see it and for it to get out there in the world cool cool i hope we help a little bit i'm definitely looking forward to this book this looks like it'll be a lot of fun um jacob any closing thoughts if you enjoy content like this, please support the BAMP Patreon podcast. That <laughs> your, your financial contributions keeps our lights on and makes sure that we can provide you with wonderful entertainment and amazing, talented people such as us to bring joy to you on your computer screens every week. That's cool dash fee.com slash bamfod help us out covers our server fees and keeps me and jacob in mint juleps so uh check it out you've been getting mint juleps without <laughs> is this a rehash of the, of the of the donut conversation we had you keep talking about how we get donuts and i am still donutless I, i've been storing your donuts in an interest-bearing account um, when you come I to get your donuts, there will be so You're many saying donuts. I have to come to Colorado to get my donuts. We have the best donuts here. And we have other substances that make you want to eat donuts. So okay. It's a great circle of life. Okay. You should come to Colorado. You can hang out with Ross. You can hang out with Bill. Okay. Hang out with me. It'll be all right. Okay. That's right. Yeah. Post haste. We should wrap things up because I just lost all of you for a split second just now. So, folks, thanks for being on the Banff Podcast. Um, please uh, check out uh, Bill's Kickstarter and check out 
uh, check out Prowlers and Paragons. One last comment from Lemmy, Lemmy Dragon. Um, new villain, Donutless Man. <laughs> this, this is Jacob's supervillain origin. <laughs> All right, folks. We'll talk to you later. Thanks a lot. No donuts. <laughs>